0: This call is being recorded.
1: Hey everybody and welcome back into Locked On Bama Luke Robinson along with Jimmy Stein as always Jimmy how are you today
0: Doing great I really uh, as much as I miss Alabama I really enjoy these off days getting to watch all the other games I mean I watched a lot of about 9 or 10 different games and it was it was like Christmas
1: Definitely like Christmas. I enjoyed it. In fact, oh, that's the first segment we're going to do is reactions from this weekend's game. But I do have a new tagline for us. You want to hear it? Lay it on me. Locked on Bama, where the listener is key.
0: <laughs> we're going to keep this until I stop chuckling. I'm <laughs> chuckling. We'll keep it as long as I chuckled.
1: Um, okay. So let's jump into reactions from this past weekend with Bama having the off week. Um, it did make for an interesting weekend. I mean, I enjoyed, uh, I was in Ohio visiting uh, three of my 82 children and um, I enjoyed, you know, just hanging out and I got to go to two soccer games for my daughter and one volleyball game for my son. And then I was able to sneak in the uh, Auburn Florida game. And I think that's where we to start since that was the game of the week. Um, You know, first things first, Bo Nix looked like a true freshman quarterback in a very hostile environment. But the narrative has been, oh, my gosh, you know, Florida is now a contender. And I think the narrative should be two teams that really probably aren't top ten worthy played each other and one of them made just a few fewer mistakes than the other one because, frankly, I wasn't super impressed with either one except for probably both defensive lines and specifically Derrick Brown?
0: This answer is so boring that, that people will turn off their podcasts but because the most boring answer in the world was, let's wait until we see how the season plays out. That's like the most boring, worst answer ever. But the fact of the matter remains is – Well, wait a minute. You cut off interested-
1: me, so say it again. You, cu- you, you cut off, okay. so say it again.
0: Uh, I think one of the most boring answers would be, let's see how the season plays out. Let's let's watch all the games before we rush to judgment. That's the worst, most boring answer possible. But the fact of the matter is, both Florida and Auburn play both LSU and Georgia. And I think we're going to know a heck of a lot more about both teams after we see both of them play LSU and Georgia. And I suspect both Auburn and Florida will lose to both of those teams because I don't think Auburn's a top 10 team. I don't think Florida's a top 10 team. I do think they're both very close to being top 10 teams. They're slightly flawed, uh, obviously, both on offense because I think both have very, very good defenses. But they're going to play LSU and Georgia. What separates them is they're good on defense too, but they can also score. So I think Florida will lose to both. I think Auburn will lose to both. Auburn will also have to deal with Alabama, and Florida does not. Uh, but I think those were not they, – they played as two top ten teams, Luke. I think those were two top 15 teams, and very evenly matched. Kudos to Dan Mullen for winning the game. Uh, Mullen is a very, very good football coach. I'm not convinced he's a great recruiter. But Dan Mullen is a great football coach. He squeezes the most wins possible out of his team every year.
1: No, I I agree with you there, certainly. And, um, I mean, frankly, they don't have Auburn's talent right now. I think that's pretty clear cut. Um, And, you know, it was funny because there's a show here locally that's very Auburn-oriented – and they have a, a host now that's Trevon Reed that used to play for Auburn. And he went on air talking about how, you know, this game means a lot to Auburn players from Florida because they feel like, you know, they were they were slighted by Florida. And I had to call into the show and I said, Trevon, I, you know, God bless you. And, I, you know, I, you know more than I do for the most part when it comes to football. However, I would argue that over the last decade, Auburn's been the better program. And, in fact, I would go the other way with it. And say Jeremiah Moon and Kadarius Toney, even though he didn't play, and LaMichael Piran and, and the like, probably have more against Auburn than anybody from Florida like Anthony Schwartz does have against Florida because Schwartz was recruited recruited by Florida. And he was probably going to go there until they had a coaching change. Uh, he he said as much. So I think that it's more the other way around. And, and really, LaMichael Piran played like it. I mean, this is a guy that isn't known for his speed, that um, – Auburn did not recruit because of his lack of speed, and yet he outran the Auburn defense for an 88-yard touchdown. And that scares me is what Florida decided to do was use several different receivers and let Auburn's, like, KJ Britt and the like try and take those guys on -on one-on-one. And I think that's what other teams are going to do to us and try and get Shane Lee uh, and Christian Harris and young guys like that that aren't great in pass defense right now on um, one-on-one on receivers and just do some short crossing routes and just, you know, dink and dunk us to death?
0: I think it's a really good plan. I, I mean, I, I, that, that's that's largely what, what I think I would do when I played Alabama right now is I would take advantage best I could of Alabama's youth at inside linebacker and get matchup issues there. Um And and Yeah, no doubt, and and both Auburn and Florida have excellent offensive coaches, even if their offenses aren't elite at this time, primarily because of the quarterback position. Uh, You had mentioned that you thought Bo Nix looked like a freshman playing in a hostile environment. That's exactly what it looked like to me. There are big moments laying ahead for Bo Nix. Bo Nix is going to have not just a good career. I think Bo Nix will have a great career at Auburn, and there's going to be a lot of ups for him, but Saturday was a good reminder that not all freshman quarterbacks are Tua or Trevor or Jake from State Farm. That's, they are the exception. They're not the new rule. It's not, hey, 2019, there's a new rule. True freshman quarterbacks are where it's at. No, no, no. We saw Saturday what happens when when a true freshman quarterback plays in a hostile environment and you aren't a total freak show like Tua and Trevor and, and the Jake Fromms, who also have great surrounding talent, too. I'm not sure Bo Nix's surrounding talent is that great. It's, it's pretty good, but it's not that great. So, uh, anyway, I, I just think in the end, Florida wins the game, but I'm, I'm not convinced they're they're legit top ten. I think they're really close to that, and Auburn is really close to that as well. They're very good. But when you're in the SEC and you play the schedules that those two play, uh, just because you're a top 15 team, there's going to be some losses – particularly when you go on the road, and Florida, who benefited from playing at home against Auburn, is likely to find themselves on the other side of the railroad track or directly on the railroad track uh, Saturday evening in Death Valley.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think LSU has got a little something for Florida, and um, I think uh, they're, they're going to probably take care of business. Of course, I thought Auburn would take care of business, too. So. Um, What the hell do I know? Now, speaking of (laughs) games in Baton Rouge and and Gainesville, if you wanted to go to Baton Rouge or Gainesville, Jimmy, you know what you'd do?
0: I know. I'd call Vivid Seats. I'd I'd Google Vivid Seats.
1: I'd Google them or go to the app. Either way is fine because if you want to make a memory that lasts a lifetime, then let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at at checkout. Or at checkoff, either way, to receive a discount of up to $100. Major League Baseball, use promo code postseason. And Jimmy, I know you're a big Braves fan and uh, you were happy they got that win.
0: Oh, fun, uh, fun ninth inning after eight. You know, one thing is the opposite. I mean, everybody's a different type of fan. And I think most huge football fans enjoy the offense and, 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 and you know, a 42 to 40 game. Is, is like great football particularly when you don't have a dog in the fight but baseball to me uh is is most exciting to me when it is one to nothing and, and it's hard to get a runner to second base every at bat is magnified just getting a guy on is hard getting him over as harder getting him in is hardest and uh great pitch and battle uh yesterday between mike soroka the young brave starter and adam wainwright the cardinals veteran and and it was a one-nothing game going to the ninth inning with the Braves winning in the ninth. And uh, to me, that's just great gripping baseball uh, opposite of football, where it's more fun to watch the great offensive players make make great plays. And uh, there was a lot of that in the NFL yesterday. Man, a lot of individual performances like Aaron Jones of the Packers with four touchdowns, Will Fuller of the Texans, uh, Deshaun Watson throwing for 440 yards against the Falcons. Lots of... Uh, Lots of big-time individual performances
1: uh, yesterday in the NFL. Yeah, and in, in fact, um, that's where I was going to go next with this, was Bama in the NFL yesterday. And I'm going to pull up some others, but the ones that jump off to me are Josh Jacobs, who went to England and basically took all of the Bears' fish and chips. I mean, he had two big touchdowns, 140-some-odd yards of total offense. Um, man, I thought he was uh, – a I thought he was great.
0: Yeah, Raiders are much improved in year two under John Gruden. His brother fired at five a.m. this morning by Redskins ownership, which has made a lot of questionable decisions over the years. In my opinion, I'm not sure that that's an extremely well-run organization up there. I just question a lot of things. Although, obviously, the Redskins are really bad. And it was obvious someone was going to someone's head was on the chopping block. But John Gruden's Raiders. I think much improved over last year. I doubt they're good enough to get in the playoffs, but there's clearly a progression there. I wouldn't be surprised to see people talk about the Raiders as a playoff team next season, depending upon, of course, free agency in the draft. And Josh Jacobs, a huge, huge cornerstone of their uh, rebuilding.
1: And then Amari Cooper also had a big game. You know, and it was funny at the very beginning of the game, he – he he had a drop and, and you know they're calling it a drop and and really it was kind of a bad pass behind him uh from Dak Prescott but uh he he made up for it by just absolutely going off after that and I I loved it because I have him on my fantasy team but uh he he looked fantastic and put on one of the moves of the year on a 53-yard touchdown and if you hadn't seen it, you need to Google it or YouTube it or or go to the Vivid Seats app and ask them if they've got something about it, but because uh it, it was certainly worth a second look.
0: You know, uh one thing we used to say about Amari to Alabama is he was always open. Didn't matter that he was the focal point of the offense and the other team was would high, low him, or double team him or triple team him, or put their all conference corner on him man to man. Uh didn't matter Amari was gonna get open, period. We sort of say the same thing now about Jerry Judy. We also saw last weekend or two weekends ago uh, Devontae Smith be basically uncoverable. One of the things those those guys all have in common, frankly, it's what every great receiver has. Instead of using terms like "Wow, he has a talent at running routes and getting open," to me, it, to me, I would just sum it up in, in one word: separation. The great receivers achieve separation, and they're all like that. It's, I, don't, I don't think you can just sum it up by saying they run good routes. The best of the best, and Amari, Judy, Devontae Smith, they are, they're all the best of the best. They achieve separation. There isn't a DB that runs with them, and not necessarily because they run three nines while everybody else runs four nines. It's because of everything, the route running, the sharpness, the crispness, the getting a great throw that allows them to maintain top speed through the route. Uh, but they they're, they just maintain separation, and that's how they make big plays after the catch. Notice how many big plays Coop, Judy, and Devontae make after they catch the ball. It's not like they're throwing the ball in this great spot, catch it, and go down right there, and it's a big play. No, these guys make big plays after the catch.
1: Yeah, they really do. You know, Calvin Ridley had a pretty big game yesterday, yep. even though the One play of the day was Marlon Humphrey. Um, he missed the tackle on Juju Smith Schuster earlier in the game, and then he punched the football away uh from the wide receiver and, and came up with a fumble recovery in overtime, which allowed the Ravens to kick a field goal and and win the game. Now, the argument could be made they probably shouldn't have been in that position against a Pittsburgh team that was quarterbacked by a kid from Samford who's a rookie, but you know, at the same time in the NFL anybody can get you just about any time. So, uh, but I'm, I'm looking through all these guys that played and I mean, there's too many to name. I mean, Quentin Williams was back on the field, had five tackles, uh, even guys like TJ Yeldon who've been relegated to either second or third team status. Uh, he had 15 yards on two rushing attempts and four passes for 13 yards. So he's getting some serious action. Uh, Jonathan Allen made a sack, um, Landon Collins obviously was a starter and made seven tackles. I mean, you just looked at Kareem Jackson had a huge play yesterday.
0: Ten tackles. Time. Yeah,
1: that that kept uh, – he forced a fumble too, and he kept um, – knocked Austin Eckler out of bounds at the Denver one-yard line on the final play of the first half. Um, you know, Cole Mazza is handling all the snaps for the Chargers. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to go down this. Let's thing. name him player of the week. I bet he didn't have a bad snap. I bet he did not have a bad snap. You know, that's what he's probably he – 100%. He's like, damn you, Josh Jacobs, I didn't have a bad snap. Could have been player of the week if it wasn't for your rookie butt.
0: <laughs> hey, um, he graded it. He, gra- he graded it at 100. Who else did that? There's our player of the week.
1: True, true. Um, So I'm so we're all anxiously what, waiting. Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. No, go ahead. We're all okay. anxiously. Oh, you're so polite for, today. We're so. We're all polite. anxiously waiting um, for you to finish the sentence.
1: Um, we're all anxiously waiting for the Tennessee kickoff time, and I've been hoping. Hoping. Wait a minute. Times have okay. just been announced. I just checked Twitter. How, oh God, it's it's like the good Lord wants to play a joke on us. At, guess what time the game is?
0: From Your reaction: 11 a.m.
1: No, it's a night game, but it's 8 o'clock at night central time. That's brutal. Has has anybody in the SEC even had it 8 o'clock central time yet?
0: (laughs) This creates a burden for some. (laughs) Uh, On the other hand, it's – wow. Wow. That is brutal. I mean, it's
1: like they say, okay, you want a night game? How about – Way on into
0: the night. How about the how about the, ban- the the entertainment at halftime will be the Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> because halftime is midnight.
1: Oh my God, man. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, I was really just you know, just a normal 630 kick, even if you had said, Okay, guys, we gotta do seven. Okay. Eight o'clock. There's no guarantee I'm going to be up.
0: (laughs) That is late. I'll tell you what, though. uh, This will be the one game where the students will be there and they'll be there till the end. They're all out of bed and moving around by 8 p.m. At least moving around.
1: But, Jimmy, I got to tell you one other thing, too. You
0: know, if you want to go to that Alabama
1: Tennessee game, you know what you need to do. I don't. Tell me. You need to go to the Vivid Seats app. You can can make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Major League Baseball use promo code POSTSEASON. Now, according to our little um, college channel what we're supposed to read thingy here, I'm supposed to have a live read for Roman, but I don't have that live read, so I'm just going to say that uh, Roman – is awesome. That's my live read for the Absolutely. day.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I also heartily endorse. So oh, there you it, it. Much eight better than huh? Greek. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome, Roman.
1: Yes. When in Greece, also Roman. Um, So, Jimmy. Uh, wow. I know. That's brutal, man. What in the, Tennessee, Alabama at eight o'clock at night. I mean, And plus, I mean, you know, Tennessee's like, hey, guys, we're going to get our asses kicked. Do you have to – can we not just have the rest of the afternoon to, like, heal up? That's
0: a strange kickoff time. You know, strange kickoff times to me, my first thing all the time when I hear a strange kickoff time is it's strange for our players too. It's strange for them too. And I'm not saying all of a sudden now I'm worried about an outcome. I'm just saying that are are we going to be at our sharpest? From 8 p.m. till 11:30 p.m. Is that when we're going to be super sharp? Probably not. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. But we'll certainly get our LED light show. Yeah, They, we're may, need they may need it to wake us up.
1: <laughs> we're going to need we'll that. We use it as the alarm. That seizure-inducing light show to keep us awake uh, and oh. coherent. You know, but here's here's how bad that weekend is. CBS is has um, taken its six-day uh, exercise, exercises six-day option and said, okay, we're either going to do LSU at Mississippi State, which is rather or Kentucky at Georgia,
0: which is a flaming trash receptacle. It was good last year, but not so that's much brutal. this year. I'd do LSU at State. To me, that's hey. not even close because, you know, Uh, Mississippi State has in the very recent past given LSU a lot of trouble in that game now it's a different Mississippi State it's a different LSU but at least I can say it's conceivable that game could be tight for a while you know so you know but and it's LSU on the road tough to try sometimes I think it's tougher for spread teams to travel I know this might be a ridiculous analogy to make for some people but to me, spread offenses are a lot like three-point shooting basketball teams, uh, which, you know, when, when you're on, it's just impossible to stop, and it's exciting because you score all the points and everything. But sometimes when you're a basketball team built around the three-point shot, there are nights it doesn't fall. The shots don't fall, and that typically right. happens on the road. And I'm not saying all this as it relates to LSU must I just think it's in general. I think these spread teams – that play conference games on the road sometimes the timing it's just not there the shots aren't falling and uh and things can get tight but we'll see i'd certainly on first blush take lsu in the points
1: i have another podcast no i'm right there with you um we'll have another podcast tomorrow obviously and we will start diving into the texas a&m aggies and uh get everybody ready for that. But thanks for joining me today, brother.
0: Thanks for uh, having me back on another day. Here we are. If you think you're having, uh, today's wisdom for the day. If you think, if you think you're having a bad day, just be thankful you're having a day. Not everybody gets one.
1: Boy, well, uh, somebody actually sashayed into the Hallmark <laughs> gift card section at Walmart yesterday. <laughs>
0: That's the only way to get to a Hallmark store, by the way, is to sachet. It's the only proper way. It's the only proper way to do it, man.
1: And we're sorry we had no surprise guest today, but uh, you know, you never know. You hang around us long enough, there'll be some surprise guests. Maybe Chris Edwards, maybe a former Alabama linebacker from the Stallings era. It may be a parole officer. Who knows?
0: Maybe my legal secretary.
1: We'll put her on one day. I think that sounds. I'm wonderful. I'm, I'm down with it. Let's do it. Are the hell not? All right. Roll um, tide, everybody. Roll tide, buddy. We'll talk soon.
0: Roll tide. Right, hang
1: on. Whoopsie. Good. Yeah. Should be.